This is Asinine Radio. We are in the midst of spooky season. It is the end of October. We have a themed episode here. Uh, we are going to be starting with our fearless beer review. We're going to get into our songs of the week, and then we're going to get into some new music and other happenings in the music world. If you want to skip around, there are timestamps in the description below. Uh, also, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio, or send us an email, Radio at gmail.com. To coincide with Spooky Season, our album of the week on the other episode will be Misfits and their album, Static Age. Gotta spoil it. Gotta spoil them. But we're not talking about that right now. Let's just get right into our Fearless Beer Review. What do we have, Jeff? We have, uh, going in line again with the BJ's name, we have their Oktoberfest beer. Their beer. Yeah. Keeping it spooky for October. Yeah. Keeping it spooky, baby. Mm-hmm. So I think they're they're this is like kind of the end of the Oktoberfest beer at BJ's. So I don't know how much longer it will be there for all of you uh, fine folks out there. But should we just open it or should we talk about it first? Fine folk. What do you think? Fine folk. I mean, whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I again got a crowler of this. So I'm um I'm either going to waste $8 or I'll have two full 16-ounce beers or 18 ounces. Eh, you'll, you'll, have, you'll have two. You'll have two. Don't so you said it. it's you, – I mean, you tried it already, right, the other day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, it's, it's not as bad well, as – I had it a as, few weeks ago. As I was anticipating, I guess? No. Because when I when I got it – okay, so I was at BJ's a few weeks ago like I'm always – like I always am. Uh, and I thought, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, this actually isn't like a pumpkin beer like I thought, because they have a separate pumpkin beer. And I saw that it's a German-style lager, so I thought, mm, you know, I'll try it. Sounds good. Tried it. Good stuff. So that's why I wanted to bring it to the table, and I wanted you to try it. So let's just open it right now. Okay. Sound good? Okay. Oh, God dang. I can't even fucking get my finger into this thing. Oh, I need, need like stronger a- fingers. Jesus. You get a crowler too? Oh, you no, don't have crowlers, huh? They don't. Yeah, they don't sell crowlers at my location. Well, let me get a knife from this guy. Okay, dude, that thing was like, I don't know. Oh, ooh, that was a nice crack. It's far away too. I'd like put it down by my like leg and press it up against my body, and then use all of my like strength to get this thing open. <laughs> Damn! All right, I got mine open, yeah. ready to go. All right. Yes. All right. All, all right, right, all right, all right. There right. we go. All right, here we go. Oh, wait. I didn't even pour mine yet. Oh, shit. Come on, Jeff. Are you drinking out of a can? No. You already poured it? Did you not hear me open the can? Yeah. I'm waiting for you. Oh, dang. Come on, All right. Dude. All right, I got it right here. Okay. Now I'm ready. Okay, here we Get go. This. All right. That's not bad. Mm, that's actually kind of good. Yeah, I like right? that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a, it's a like a thicker lager. It's really good. It's refreshing. It's perfect sp- for spooky season. <laughs> it tastes like fall. It does. It smells good too, actually. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
Yeah. Doesn't smell like burps. No. Not that that matters because even when it smells like burps, it tends to still be good. But uh, yes, uh, yes. Oktoberfest German style lager. It's a 5.6 ABV, brewed and canned by BJ's Brewhouse in Temple, Texas. Keep refrigerated, brewing since 1996. Uh, IBU, I think it was like 28, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, you said you you had some info on this, didn't you? Yeah, just just about like Oktoberfest and and kind of its origins and stuff like that. But um, this style lager is is traditionally medium to full bodied, crisp with a crisp dry finish, which this kind of completely mm-hmm. is that the color fit matches yeah. that the taste is, and it actually is really dry too. Kind of like it's a very um, good, like a pilsner almost. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I also read that Oktoberfest mm-hmm. itself <laughs> kind of has like, uh, its origins are in question, but, but one of the, the widely accepted ones was, was dating back to 1810 when the to be King Ludwig married princess mm-hmm. Therese of Saxe Hildenberghausen on October 12th, <laughs> 1810. <laughs> And there's their their wedding ceremony. They invited everybody, like the entire town, to come, like basically party and get super fucking drunk and just have a wild time. And so that was kind of like the start of it. But I would feel like the next that year, when they did it again, would be like the start of it. Because now at that True. point, it's and like also a, like a wedding ceremony. Oktoberfest is also held in September, not the month of October, by the way. Well, so next time you go to Europe, next time you go to Germany uh, or Munich or wherever, be sure to go in September if that's why you're going is for the Oktoberfest because that's when it is. It's so a 16 to 18 day event that starts or that ends on the first Sunday in October, I believe. And so now if, if the, I don't know, if the first Sunday's on like the first or second or something like that, then it's a little bit shorter or something, but that's basically what it is. It, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't start in October. Yeah. It ends in October. Get into that, I guess. Uh, also, it says that the BJ's Oktoberfest is a traditional Oktoberfest lager at its best. Toasted malt flavor balanced by a crisp hop bitterness. Very smooth from a long lagering process. I also read too that back in those times, you weren't allowed to brew beer for certain periods, certain times of the month or the year. Like almost half the year, you couldn't brew beer, and so that's kind of mm. why the Oktoberfest is around that date because that's when they could brew beer, or they would brew beer later in the year and then just kind of add extra hops to it and let it sit because they couldn't do anything. And then by the time Oktoberfest rolled yeah. around, then it was ready to be drank. Okay. It says, too, um, on the BJ's website that they lager the Oktoberfest for up to three months, making for an exceptionally smooth beer. That's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. Three months nope. seems like a long time for, for a non-sour beer. But I guess that's what they do. I always thought it was weird when when companies or breweries, breweries would like make beers that won't be open for like a year or two, like a couple years. I know, right? And I was just like, dang, do you guys got like, 
you have a lot of high hopes for yourself thinking that you're going to be in business in like two <laughs> years, considering most of them just absolutely true, yeah. fail in the first year. But like, good for you. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Quite an investment. I wish Mike would brew some more beer. I miss, I miss his uh, non-sours. He brewed good non-sours. Is he but brewing anyway, right now or Yes, no? that was Oktoberfest. No, he's not brewing anything right now, but he's talking about getting back into it. So, hopefully sooner than later. Oh. Um, so, what do you think would pair well with this beer? Probably like fall food, things that I would normally eat in the fall when it's like colder. Like turkey turkey? meal. Yeah, like turkey meal. I don't even really like turkey, but I I just kind of think that turkey kind of coincides with fall because of Thanksgiving and We've eaten it so long for so many years of my life around Thanksgiving and on Thanksgiving. So, I don't know. Okay. I really don't like turkey, though. All right, cool. Unless, Turkey's okay. Unless it's in like a, like a melt, like a, like a patty melt, then I like turkey. Yeah, I'm not sure what would pair well with this at BJ's. Maybe, I know, not the chili. The chili needs something needs more of a bite to go along with it. I guess just like a, maybe just a pizza, like a, a good old-fashioned pepperoni pizza from, from BJ's. Okay. Would pair well with this beer. But who I knows? Think, I think BJ's do does do BJ's? I think BJ's does do like a turkey dinner around Thanksgiving time and Christmas. I think you're right. I think you're right. But um I, I actually went to BJ's to get this and I sat down and ate for the first time in a while. Ooh, look at you. And I, I got every time I say it, I got my no, I took Kaylee. And so I got my normal Mini pepperoni, no tomato, and chili cheese fries, no sour cream. However, Ooh. let me tell you, man, this meal was disappointing. Really? Yeah, it was. I wonder why. It was borderline. Like, should I say something? Like, it was pretty. It was pretty shit. <laughs> First of all, the chili cheese fries, the like the cheese on top wasn't even melted, so you you could see like the strand. Like they took mm. it out of the bag, threw it on top, and called it a day. Like, how unappetizing yeah. does that look when the cheese isn't even melted? Like, it doesn't even look good. Well, that was whatever's. Yeah. Usually they come out in the in the the chili itself is just like piping hot. Like you can't even touch it for at least a couple minutes, so it cools down. This was like lukewarm at best. Okay. And so that was like okay, whatever. I'm really hungry. It still tasted good. It was still to that point where it was hot. Where I could eat it, and it was kind of whatever. I I didn't pay too much attention to it. Attention to it. And then the fries, like the fries weren't crispy at all. They were like soggy. Even the fries that weren't like covered in chili were still kind of soggy and, and just kind of chewy. And like, oh, this is just very underwhelming food. And then my pizza came out. And normally the pizza comes out and they don't, they don't skimp on like the sauce or the toppings. And everything kind of goes all the way out to the crust. So that way every bite is almost the same as opposed to like the very, mm. very edge of it. You know, like the quarter inch. Of the edge is, is obviously going to be a little bit dry, but then like the the, the sauce kind of soaks into the edges, and so it's still a little bit wet, a little bit moist, and delicious. This pizza was dry, 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 dry. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't send it back. I mean, it was edible, and they were kind of busy, so I was like, whatever. Maybe there's I don't know. It takes a lot for me to like well, send the food back. Enough. I'm the same way. Yeah, it it really has to take a lot. I, I can even order the wrong. They can even give me the wrong thing, and I'll eat it. And I'll just accept it. If it's something I like, then but, I'll eat it. The only time that I will say something is if there's fucking mayonnaise or ketchup on my burger. I can't eat it. <laughs> I can't. But even then, yeah, if normally if there's mayonnaise, I'll I'll just won't eat. I'll just let it sit there and won't eat anything. <laughs> 
what you should, should really do stick it to them <laughs> what i do is if there's mayonnaise on it i'll scrape as much as i can off and then i'll ask for a side of barbecue and just if it's on the bottom because usually they'll put on the bottom bun i'll ask for a new bottom yeah. bun and that's Ooh, it that's a good call and so they'll bring me a new bottom yeah. bun if they're a good server they'll say oh like why, why do you want a bottom bun? And they'll, you know, inquire as to what's going on. Then I'll tell them. But they just bring me a bottom bun and some barbecue sauce, and I'll just throw some barbecue sauce on and call it a day. But if it's ketchup, fuck it, dude. I ain't eating that shit. You're so fucking weird, dude. Hate ketchup. ketchup. You're so good. Hate it. You're insane. Can't stand you. Insane. Oh, then we were there, Can't too. And Kaylee told our server, she's like, make sure you don't bring my dad ketchup because he hates it. Hell yeah, dude. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. But yeah, this beer is pretty good. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 2.25. 2.25. Huh. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I'd probably give mine a, a 2.25 as well. It's it's pretty damn solid. Yeah. I'm definitely going to drink it again because I have more in my fridge. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. I'll definitely go back to it. Good job, BJ's. Good job. BJ's. Yeah. Now let's get into our songs of the week. Yep. Jeff's got two picks. I've got one pick. Let's start with him yeah. and his his non-spooky song. We'll start with that, and then we'll get into some spooky stuff. Yeah. So what do you got? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So last week I mentioned that I was listening to a lot of doo-wop stuff, and this is um, one of the songs that I came across that I didn't know was not sung by the Beach Boys because I heard this song – the Beach Boys version, I, I thought, oh, this is another cool Beach Boys song. But it's not a Beach Boys song. It's a Dell Vikings okay. song. And uh, the song is Come Go With Me. And it's really good. Okay. Have you... I've never heard of this group before. Neither have, have I. Before? No, not until okay. not until this. They have a couple hits. Um, some interesting things about them was that uh, they were formed in 1955. And they were all enlisted people or all enlisted guys. And they were all in the Air Force... They're all in the armed forces, and they're all on the on the on the base, right in like Pittsburgh, I think. And they formed this doo-wop group, and it was hard for them to kind of keep a steady lineup because they kept getting deployed overseas to so like Germany. Mm-hmm. And so, what became really unique about these guys is they became one of the very first interracial groups like ever. And That's especially what I was ask you, yeah, in, because, in like the fifties yeah. at a time when that was it was unheard of. And so this song, Come Go With Me, was written, I think, by the first white dude that joined the group. So I think that's really cool. Okay. I, I think that's really cool. That's really interesting. I think so, too. Yeah. Very ahead of its time. So here's, uh, here's the song, Come Go With Me, by the Dell Vikings. Love, love, darling, come and go with me. 
That is Come Go With Me by the Dell Vikings. Jeff's first pick of the night. Dude, what a banger, though. Like, that was good on. stuff. What the that hell? If you, if you ain't like snapping, you, you, like, ain't, you ain't living. Was this song in uh, Home Alone? Maybe the second Home Alone movie? Um, I feel like it is. Maybe, possibly. Like it is. Maybe. There, there were a couple or, or a number of big movies. Maybe when I name them off, you'll you'll recognize it. But some of the bigger movies that this was in was uh, American Graffiti, Stand by Me, Joe vs. the Volcano. Okay, Any maybe Stand by Me. I don't remember in American Graffiti where it might have been, but okay. Yeah, I mean, this song was so. It spent thirty-one weeks on the Billboard charts, right? So this song was insanely popular. Yeah, it's huge. And this group lost, or this group was also involved in, or, or it was also involved in the 2008 uh, fire that a lot of the master tracks were lost in the for Universal, I think it was. Yeah, Universal. Oh, yeah, 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 with the fire, yeah. And so this was one of the groups that lost a bunch of their their masters. Their masters? Yeah. That's crazy. That sucks. That really sucks. I think it's weird in, in, in like a digital age that everything's stored in just like one spot. Yeah, I know, right? There, there should be backups to backups, especially for stuff as I feel as significant as that, you know. Or so, why, or yeah. why is it in a place, or why is it in a place that is that susceptible to fire? Like, why, why aren't there more precautions? You know, makes, it makes no sense. It, it really, really, really doesn't. It's so bizarre. It is right. It's almost so bizarre. How it sounds bizarre. almost. I mean, it almost sounds like suspicious. Like, like it could right. be arson. Like it could have been arson or something. Like you know? an inside job. Like a place like that that holds something so historic to American culture should have had a not just historic twenty four seven. Not 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 only that, but also the money behind it. You know, I mean, yeah. having the masters to any song is where all the money's at. I mean, that is that is essentially Interscope's backbone is their masters. So what was it Interscope, right? Or no, Universal. Universal. Was it Universal? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, that that's the backbone of their music, you know, of their, their revenue is are the masters. And if they don't have those, then they don't have anything, you know? It's fucking ridiculous. It makes no sense. I was reading here, too, that it said that it was from, like, heated asphalt shingles that were being installed... And the, whoever was installing them didn't check to make sure they were cool before he left. So maybe there was like, isn't like it, like if a room heats up a lot and then you open a door, it can like just burst into flames. Is yeah, that, it's that like something something going on there. So maybe that's what happened to the whole yeah, thing. Is like a whole like wall of the building heated up to a point to some like flashpoint or something. Well, back backdraft backdraft is where is where all the oxygen is depleted from a room and once the oxygen once oxygen is placed into that room then that's when there's like an explosion well not really well there could be an explosion but that's when that's what backdraft is is when the when oxygen first touches a room and that initial like explosion point okay well maybe that's kind of what happened here right i don't is there a way that you can tell if a room is, is going to explode on you before you open it I mean, I don't know. Because you feel be. the door handle and it's hot. I mean, yeah. that could just be there's a fire in there or it's hot, right? Yeah, that that's what that means. When when a door handle is hot, that means there's a fire on the other side. But could the door handle not be hot or the door not be hot? And there, yeah, you could I'm still pretty sure, yeah. explode on you? Yeah. 
Yeah, because if there's no fire inside, then why would it be heat? Why would it heat up? That's there's scary. No, there's nothing there to heat up that that door handle. But see, the thing is, it's like you where all these masters are kept. There's no like, um, like smoke detectors. There's no heat detectors. There's no special sprinkler system, like a dry sprinkler system, so you won't ruin the tapes if they they're set off. Like, there's so many precautions and there's so many measures that could have been taken prior, but prior to the actual fire destroying all these masters, it makes no sense. It does make it's any, pure it's, negligence. Yeah, it's on, silliness. It's pure negligence. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. But anyway, sad stuff. Dell Vikings, go check them out. Yeah, they're great. Good stuff. I actually uh, picked them too now, to coincide with the Misfits as well. Why is that? I don't know. The more what's what's your connection? Okay, so just to, as as like a a precursor to what we will talk about, some of the Misfits stuff, especially in the horror punk genre, kind of go, coincides with with like doo wop era with like fifties music, and so that's why I picked it. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that too. I was going to bring that up well during the Misfits um, episode. We can tease but, it right now. We can tease uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, this is the my pick is a band that is, was very much inspired by Spookiness and by Misfits and Glenn Danzig. Uh, I went with AFI, and they did a cover of a Misfits song called Halloween. And because Halloween is only a few days away, I thought let's effing play it because it's a great cover. We don't cuss and anymore. It's a great song. No, we never cuss anymore. Okay. There that's the new restriction on asinairadio.com. Uh so here's Halloween by AFI. AFI's version of the Misfits song, Halloween. Halloween. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good, 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 good cover. <laughs> Do you think it's better than the Misfits version? And if you all want to know, that song is off of, ooh, excuse me, that is off of the All Hollows EP, which is a fantastic EP. Good, good stuff. Good, 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 good stuff. I have a, um, 
I have an anecdote for that song. If you for the Misfits, I Let's could say for the, I could say it for the episode, or I could do it now. I should do it now. Okay. If it's good enough, we'll we'll bring it up during the Misfits. Okay. So I read a story. Let me tell y'all about a little story. Uh, they the Misfits released this Halloween single on Halloween. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And they played a show with Black yeah. Flag. Where Black Flag was playing downstairs. This was uh, on Broadway in San Francisco. Was the venue, uh, and the Misfits' opening act for themselves was a film, Plan Nine from Outer Space. And uh, towards the end of the movie, they tore through the screen and just started playing. And toward, <laughs> towards the end of their set, when they played uh, "We Are One Thirty Eight, Henry Rollins came up and, and sang it, sang it with them. That's kind of no cool. shit. I didn't know that. that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. What a time to be alive, baby. Oh God, man! Seeing seeing punk music back in the late seventies and early eighties, especially early eighties, man that that would that must have been absolutely wild. Fuck, man! I got a lot of cool stories from the Misfits, but story. we'll get more into that. Yeah, we'll get more into that on our Misfits episode. So if you're interested in that, finish this episode up real quick and then go listen to our Misfits episode because I'm sure it's going to be great. I mean, we haven't even recorded it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. Yeah, I would. Um, I would bet. I would bet. It's like two to one odds, almost almost evens. That's going to be great. I mean, it's a hundred percent going to be good. Okay. So don't. All right. Don't wager against us, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, there there it is. A- AFI, a band who's taken a lot of influence and inspiration from Misfits. So now let's get into the final pick. Jeff's final pick. Misfits. What do you got? My last pick is Bobby Pickett. My last pick is Mr. Pickett. <laughs> Mr. Bobby Pickett and his song <laughs> The Monster Mash. This is probably the most famous, famous, the famous. most famous Halloween Almost famous. song. Almost famous. But this is probably the most famous uh, Halloween song of all time. I don't think you could disagree with me on that. You know, I was actually thinking that too three or four days ago. And I was thinking the only other. I, I don't want to call it a song, but like the only other tune that kind of coincides with Halloween would be the theme song to the movie Halloween. That oh yeah, no, that would be like the more... only thing that could rival this in just kind of recognition. Yeah, yeah, but like this song movie. is like family friendly. Well, I mean, okay, so a little bit, can, little everybody can listen on to this song Rush. released in 1962. And it started out when when Bobby Pickett was in a group and he was doing this this kind of like stand up monologue in between songs, and he was doing it in the style of uh, Boris Karloff, like an old movie horror actor. And everybody loved. He was it. the guy who played the monster in Frankenstein. Everybody thought it was so great, and so, and so he decided to write a song kind of in that style, as if Boris Karloff would write a song. And so that's why he wrote. Okay. That's how he wrote. Um, Monster Mash, but it was banned by the BBC until like the early seventies for being too morbid. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Ah, oh, yeah. so dumb. Okay, well, anyway, here's uh, here's Monster Mash by Bobby Boris. Pick- began to rise and 
Monster Mash by Boris or Bobby Boris Pickett. <laughs> the quintessential Halloween song. Those those noises right? you heard at the beginning right. with the coffin opening and the cauldron bubbling. Uh-huh. The coffin opening was just a, yeah. a a nail being pulled from wood with a hammer. Was it really? Yeah. And the cauldron <laughs> oh, bubbling was just some guy blowing bubbles into like a, through a straw. <laughs> it's so cool. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. So bootleg. And yet, and yet that the the door opening, that is like that's what everyone uses now for every door opening sound effect. That's so good. So it it's great. So good. It. So good. So good. Breath. So good. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. So yeah, that's it for our picks for our songs of the week. Um, we'll just get into some new music and other stuff that's been happening in the music world. If that's if that's cool with you, yeah, sound good. I'm still getting used to the different uh, right. format, so I was I was I was gearing yes. up for the Misfits talk. But we're saving no, it, not yet. We're not saving quite. ourselves from marriage. We're saving it. Okay, so some new music. Some oh, dude, I need Ooh, to relax. Nice. Some some new mm. music that has come out this week. The first one is Third Eye Blind. They put out their new album called Screamer. I have not listened to it. I highly doubt Jeff has listened to it, but if you're a third eye blind, third eye blind fan, I'm sure you'd like it. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know who you are. If you're a non-self-titled third eye blind fan, then you'll probably like it. Probably yes, correct. Uh, Silverstein put out a cover, especially Pumpkins' cover, uh, for their song "Disarm." I thought it was good. It was a good cover, but it did sound a lot like the original. I think yeah, you'd was, agree with me on that. It was identical, except it just didn't have the annoying singing. So I thought it was really good. Yes. I liked it a lot. Because <laughs> you're you know not I, a pumpkin man. You know what I really don't like in that song, though, are the bells in the beginning. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I think it's so dumb. Yeah. Why? It's a little much. Why? Because he wanted to be epic when he wrote that song. Oh, barf. Uh, a band who's not very epic, Anti-Flag. Put out a new song called "Hate Conquers All." I thought it sucked. I don't, I don't know, know why. why you, I still, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know you why. Keep putting I don't know these why. guys in I don't here. know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> oh, the song is garbage. It starts off with like Donald Trump sits talking, and then uh, basically so just says like "Hate Conquers All" with your back against the wall, and it's like it's so cheesy and so corny, and they're clearly just trying to cash in on this fad of bashing Trump, which is so done. And yeah, it's just a really song. bashing any president is just is just ridiculous and not good or funny for the most part. That's um, true. 
now Hollywood Undead, they put out a new song called Already Dead. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there is still a Hollywood Undead fan. I like Hollywood are, Undead. I enjoy it. But this song Indeed? sucked, dude. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Where was like the like the like the, like the the like the white kid rapping part? I mean, maybe they're moving past that, considering that is so 2002. 2000 late. I think. Well, they, they, they came out like late high school, so like 2005-ish is when we graduated. Yeah. So I think... Um, and that was already know, the man. tail end of that rap rock. True, 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 true. But this, this song had like zero rapping in it, and it was... It was just like metalcore without any of the hardcore parts. Without any of the fun, the good stuff. Yeah. Um, Munford and Sons, the least hardcore band of all time, <laughs> they put out a new song called Blind Leading the Blind. And uh, it sucked. It was so boring. I mean, I I thought they were pretty cool when they came out. But I don't know. They're just they're just boring, boring stuff. Munford and Sons but are they're the still song. really popular. Uh, the song, the song. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the song just sucked. It wasn't good. I mean, I, maybe if you're a, a Mumfordman, I don't know. You might like it. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it sucked. So I'm not gonna play it. The last thing here. Okay. This is a new one Jeff put up today. Kesha put out a new song called "Raising Hell." I'm not gonna play it because I do not want to cease, or we do not want to cease and desist. And uh, that seems to be the rule. Like, if as long as we don't play anything, any pop music. Or any rap music, we're pretty much good, unless I just jinx myself. Um, but yeah, she put out a new song called "Raising Hell." Jeff really likes it. Oh, it's so I don't good. Know why? Because Kesha's amazing. She's not. I wish Kesha could like replace Cardi B and like Nicki Minaj as being widely. She probably writes popular. a lot of their music. Kesha's probably dope. does. Dope AF. So if y'all out there listening to Cardi B or Nicki Minaj, and I used to be a Nicki Minajman. I did. I did. I was. Until we got the season's assist? Yeah. Well, and then she started doing bullshit songs. I think the Jonas Brothers was like the nail in the coffin for me. Or like one of the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah. Remember that shit song that she that did? Was, that was the song. Yeah. And and that was the song that we played. And that was the song that got us that the was season's it? assist from her. Oh, that was the song. Double yeah. whammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit. That was, oh, sorry. F, we, we don't cuss anymore. F that shiz. Yeah, we don't cuss. Yeah, that, so, that, that song was, was, was bullshiz. And I hated it. And that's, that's what really turned me off of her. And then I realized that she is garbage on like everything that she does. It's like the same thing over and over and over. And she's not original whatsoever. So listen to Kesha. No. Replace that with Kesha. She's um, not original at all. She was, she used to be original. But then she just like, hey, I'm gonna do the same thing on every single thing that I debut, or everything that everything that features me on it, I'm gonna do the same thing. Yeah, okay. unlike it's fair enough. Fair unlike enough. Kesha, Kesha is just, ugh, dude, no, just now get out of here. Fucking smack! I know she she writes a lot of good pop songs like for other artists, but she's not a good solo artist. What do you mean she's not a good? She's the just best not. solo artist of all time. She is the number one solo artist, the best. Fact, Snopes it. No, no, I I don't even have to Snopes it. Snopes has been infiltrated by the Kesha camp, so no. By KC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it for new music. Uh, some cool things. 
that we found sprawled across the internet. Uh, Shakira, apparently she covered Green Day or kind of or covered part of the card. Uh, part of the Cardi B. Ooh, she covered a part of uh, Green Day's Basket Case. I thought that was kind of cool, right? It was. Yeah, it was I interesting. Thought, I thought it was cool too. I watched it a couple times, and then I kind of realized that I, I think that was her. I don't know who the, she was playing with. Somebody, probably her the, producer or something. And he was playing the acoustic guitar, and she was singing. She didn't quite know all the words, which is fine because like, who fine. the fuck knows all the words, right? So you kind of just make and it. Plus, up. she's she, English is her second language, right? So. And so then I saw that her producer, we'll just say it's her producer, he was wearing a Pokemon sweatshirt. And so then it got me thinking, like, I wonder if he kind of pushed this onto her more because, like, everybody knows his fucking, if you grew up in the 90s, or even after that, like, everybody knows his song. It's so popular. Even if you don't like Green Day, you still mm-hmm. know this song and you recognize it. So I wonder if this was, like, pushed onto her if, to have, like, just, I don't know, clicks on the internet for her big comeback that she's inevitably going to do this either early or late this year or early next year. What do you mean big comeback? She hasn't made music she's already, in a while. She's already like world famous. Yeah, but like... She's world famous. Well, I know she's, she's world she's famous. She's way more popular. She's way more popular outside of the U.S. than here. Well, she's not more popular than Kesha, but... I mean... No, she was 100% more popular than Kesha. That is false. Kesha is more popular than her. But she hasn't, no, <laughs> Shakira hasn't made music in like a couple of years. And so this is going to be her like big thing is coming back. And everybody's going to love her. And is because playing, she's, she's amazing. Is half ass playing a Green Day song. Yeah, makes sense. That's yeah. the big comeback. No, this is leading right. up to the big comeback. Um, this is how yeah, you tease no, it, bro. This is how you debatable. tease it. No, no, debatable, debatable. This is a perfect. Okay, tease. let's move on to actually like a really cool cover. Uh, the band, the Wonder Years, the pop punk band, the Wonder Years. They they've been getting on stage wearing full Limp Biscuit garb, dress, dressing up as members of Limp Biscuit, and uh, covering a bunch of their songs. And they played. Uh, they did a really good cover of Break Stuff. That was a lot of fun, and it looked like the crowd were just loving it and going crazy. And it was really cool. It was a really cool thing to see. Cool video. That's yeah, awesome. But, so- Good on them for doing that. Yeah. This is like their second or third year doing this Halloween show. And they play two sets of the night. And it's with like two other bands. And they all do kind of the same thing. They all dress up as this band. And they play a full set of the cover band. And then they'll do their own music later on. And last year, the one year did, okay. queen, did like a queen thing. Which I think is a, little, been hard. a little too serious. Because if you're going to work really yeah. hard to do a queen set and then also work hard to do your own music, that's a lot of work. So I think they did a good True. job with picking like Limp Bizkit, who there are, well, they're all, there, there is a lot of good stuff in Limp Bizkit to kind of get into, but it's not as technical, not as probably tiresome as doing queen. Probably, yeah, absolutely. But, but it was damn good. Three guitarists too, mind you, yeah, it was for cool. this. <laughs> Took three to do one man's work. Yeah, but and they all do, was, it was all good, three guitars dressed up as different West Borland in different videos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it was awesome. It was cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, speaking of something that's not so cool, uh, Yellow Card have decided to sue rapper Juice World uh, over copyright infringement, suing him for fifteen million dollars for stealing a melody to one of their songs. 
So I listened to both songs, and I definitely can hear that the similarities in the melody. But fifteen million dollars—it's so minimal, though, right? It's so and minimal. For fifteen million dollars, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's ugh. I'm not gonna play them both, but. And I'm then, sure like, you the, can find it somewhere online. The worst part about this too is is the, when the lawyer released a statement saying, basically, that the guys didn't want to actually pursue this lawsuit, but and then went on a bunch of bullshit. I was thinking, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, first of all, they're broken up. I wonder which one of these douchebags initiated this lawsuit, and it had to have been probably Ryan Key, the singer, yeah, because he's an asshole. Probably, yeah. I don't know if he's an asshole. I just said it. <laughs> I don't actually know him. <laughs> but bullshit, they don't want to fucking. But yeah, so this go, go check out. Yeah, I know, but fifteen million dollars is a lot. That that's a lot to to sue over something so minimal. Have you had heard this song but by Juice whatever, World before? What are you gonna do? I never heard it prior to listening oh, to man. compare. Yeah, never, never did. But apparently he's one of the big emo uh, emo rappers out there, oh, which I know you're terrible. kind of into, right? No, You've that, been into I, for a while. I, I know this song and I've heard it plenty of times because when I was on my emo hip-hop kick and I was shuffling songs, this song would always come up. And I, I think this song was terrible. Yeah, it sucked. Terrible. Mind you, the uh, the yellow card song isn't very good either. I like the yellow card version. So I love her, not to say version, Dude. but I like the yellow card song. <laughs> no, it sucks, man. It sucks. You suck. Um, and and things that suck, Blink one eighty two, or just two of the members of Blink, Mark and Matt, they travel to Europe to do a giant press tour because Travis will not fly. You know, understandably, he won't fly. Uh so they were over there. Uh so Jeff and I have been watching all of these really, really horrible and awkward interviews that they've <laughs> been doing. We talked about the French one last week. Uh, this one, I, it was all in English from what I can remember. Um, but Matt did say something kind of interesting halfway through the video about his position in the band. And Mark looked a little bit uncomfortable how he said something along the lines where, oh, no, oh, they asked him, they, they were asking them about like Little Wayne and how on like the, the L.A. show, like a bunch of people came out like from different bands came out and sang songs with Blink. And Matt was like, yeah, I didn't know anything about that. It just, it nobody told me anything and they just came out. I had no idea what was going on. And he said, I just do as I'm told. And sometimes they don't even plug me in. And it was just like, like why? It was a really bizarre thing to say. And then Mark kind of like looked really weird and uncomfortable at that comment. But did you catch that at all? Yeah. Well, okay. So there, there's a couple things there to, to, dissect um i think that they don't plug they don't they don't plug me in part i think that was just in jest i think that was just kind of piggybacking off of the previous know, comments man. but i think there's truth in the i mean obviously they're gonna plug him in don't be silly but i think there is truth no to, because, because i think there is truth to the other comments that he made saying they don't tell him anything i think i think definitely i don't think they tell him anything i think they tell him what to do probably a couple days prior or they give him a set list what to learn for like the next six months and he needs to learn those those songs but other than that i think he's on a need to know basis and i don't think they tell him anything he's not a member of blink yeah he's a, technically he's, he's kind of like a hired gun <laughs> matt scabba 
Um, well, that's good. So <laughs> you should take it to the niche. <laughs> take it to the niche. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. About plugging my in. joke was so good. Um, no, it was something. Oh, I mean, I wanted to get back to that. I wanted to come around back to that. But yeah, okay. I guess I'll just get into the plugging part. Um, it is well known and kind of documented that he doesn't play. Like there have been, if you watch a lot of live videos, he'll be playing like like power chords, like you know, just downstroking, palm muting power chords. And, but that's not what we. That's not what's playing over the speakers during particular songs. So like he's, I still don't think he's very capable of playing these songs, which is so weird. I don't know if it's because he either just can't do it or he's too fucked up because he doesn't look well. Like he does not look good. So I think he looks like sick or he looks drunk or something. I don't know. I think I think he just looks like sick. Like he's malnourished. Like he looks terrible. He looks really yeah, he he looks really bloated, but his face looks like really bloated and just he he just doesn't he doesn't look good at all. Like I, I, and, I think, and like, you know, when when you watch what? I think people forget that alka like the, the popularity of Alkaline Trio compared to Blink is 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 insane and so to think that a guy can tour with alkaline trio and stay at you know motel sixes and you know probably not tour extensively but then blink goes on a world tour and there's a residency in vegas like that takes a toll on somebody who's never really done it like that as opposed to travis and mark who are used to it and who have kind of mastered the technique of of world tours and being far away from home and jet lag and things like that I think all these things are are taking a toll on 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 Scaba, and that's kind of what we see because he looks like shit. He looks terrible, but I think as far as yeah, as does. a not plugging in part, you're right. But I think that was more towards like the beginning, for him to still say that now. No, dude, it's still happening. It's st- no, yeah, it's still happening. No, it's no. not. It's not. Yes, it is. The dude. only time dude, you probably see it, that. The only I do. What are you talking? I watch all these videos. The, the only time. The only time they probably do that is if there's like a backing track where he's he wants to focus more on singing or no. a lead part, and they'll put like the rhythm as the backing track. That's the only time they maybe do it. No, and a lot of bands do that. No. A lot of big bands do that. I don't think that they just leave him there unplugged. There's just, I, I don't I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Not that I refuse to believe I it. I just don't believe it because he's a capable musician. I believe it. Why not? Because he's a capable musician he, that can do both. The only reason why obviously the only reason, the only reason for that would to be if Mark and Travis and and Feldy, if they want complete control <laughs> over the show. That's the only reason why they would do it. And not because he's not a capable musician, because he is a capable musician. Because well, especially Feldy wants control. That's what it is. But that that now you're assuming that Feldy is is a part of Blink One Eighty Two in 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 the same he way is. that in the same way that Travis and Mark are. Don't forget they have managers. He's, he's they have clo- other people he, involved. He's in more it. okay. Feldy is more a part of Blink than Matt is a part of Blink. Yeah, Plain you gotta, and simple. You got to. You can't deny that. You got to think of Blink again as a corporation, and is Feldy a member, yeah. a, a board member of the corporation? I don't no, know. He's not. It's only Travis and Mark. No, they have complete control over it. Travis, Travis, and Mark are the only ones that are in Blink One Eighty Two. Matt is a hired gun. That's that's fact. He is a hired gun. And so is that, Feldy. That's all been proven but, by documents. But Feldy just has a good, a, but Fel- a good way of pushing his agenda onto them. He's a good, he's a good convincer. Exactly. exactly. 
exactly. But and, now you're assuming and, he's convincing them to tell Mr. Scabba, Scabba not to be plugged in. Is exactly. I don't Feldy know. Feldy knows. Feldy's probably the one back there playing the guitar for him. Oh my god! Yeah, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. You even, never like, know. That would be amazing. Like like straight Wizard of Oz shit, right? <laughs> the curtains come down and Feldy's like, "Oh, don't look at me!" And he's playing like the rhythm. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be so good. Oh, that'd be great. That would like that, that would make my oh, life. Oh shit! You know what I wouldn't mind? What I would probably like better is if John Feldman or Feldy was the guitarist singer for Blink One Eighty Two. Instead of Scott I would Blink? honestly like that more than. Instead of Scabba, yeah. Because it's already like Feldy's band at this point. Because he tells Mark and Travis what to do. It's practically his band. And I feel like he can pull off the the Tom parts better with more energy than Scabba can. You know, that's just how it is. I, I really think he would be a better fit than Matt Scabba. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. So I still think it's so weird that they pick Scabba. It's just... I can see Scabba sitting at home. It is really bizarre. And he's like, uh, me? You want me? Okay, I guess. <laughs> with, that, with that really like monotone and kind of <laughs> yeah, gross just sounding straight, voice he has. Yeah, me? You want me? Okay. <laughs> As he's like sitting there like watching football like drunk and on Sunday morning. I don't know. He's, he's like a normal dude. And who knows what he does? Yeah, who knows what the fuck he does? Yeah, he's a weird dude. Um now, let, let's move on to something a little bit more positive and something that's much better than what's going on in Blink right now. Tom DeLong put out a, uh, or he did another video with Ernie Ball Strings. Uh, it's part of the Ernie Ball String Theory series. Um, I like kind of how that sounds. But uh, it's, I think it was like 10 minutes long. It just talks about a little bit like what kind of strings he uses and kind of how he plays the guitar and his his kind of, his way of writing songs and that kind of stuff. It was a, It was a cool little little short short documentary about um about his style of play which i i thought was cool it was interesting yeah it would have been far interesting more interesting what's if, going on in blink if i watched it but i forgot to watch it so i know you did but that's fine but it was good it, it was it was it was an interesting watch so go check that out if you're interested because tom is doing much better things than anything blink is doing at the moment and i know you you can't even deny that jeff what's he doing we right both now know that is true doing stuff with angels and airwaves he's boring an album with them he boring. just finished like a really successful tour where many of the shows were sold out but he had to add extra dates to them well you only uh, play two days the they're gonna short, they're he's writing books out. just because you write a book doesn't do mean, mean that's he gonna played, be good he did an entire u.s but okay but first okay, of all he so, did an so, entire u.s so next that okay how many shot how many dates Nick's did he play what? and how big were the venues he you played saw like a full u.s tour yeah, which is still a sizable okay, well, venue. Well, Blink is playing like residencies in Vegas, so I, I guess you know comparing. Yeah, but but also, but also when you look at to an eight thousand capacity is a little bit different. But continue. But I will say this: Blink's <laughs> summer, the this tour that they did over the summer, they it was well documented and well known that they weren't able to sell enough tickets for the shows. So a lot of those shows were like partially empty. Or they were giving away tickets for free. Okay, well, if any of that seats, Those you know, 10,000 is partially empty, they still sold 5,000 tickets. That's still twice as much as Angels and Airways are selling. Also, also, Blink's one, Blink, oh, Blink's 182. Blink 182's catalog <laughs> is much more popular than Angels and Airwaves' catalog. I mean, because Angels and Airwaves is not, not More not people great. know Blink songs. 
Well, I mean, they actually are simple. But but Blink is better. Blink is. I mean, Blink's back catalog is better than Angels and Airways. Plain and simple. I I agree. And have you ever thought? And most of the hits were Tom hits. Have you ever thought that this whole thing with Tom and now he's like contracted with the government, all these things? Do you ever think that the government's just playing him? Like they're just they're leaving a trail of breadcrumbs oh, that Say go again, that. Sorry. Have you ever? Fucking goddamn it. Have you ever thought that the government is just playing Tom, that they're leaving a trail of breadcrumbs that go on indefinitely, and he's going to be on this goose chase forever? Oh, absolutely. You think he thinks that? I don't think he thinks that, but I think that. I think I think the sh- the the government and all that crap is way more nefarious than he says and that a lot of people think. And, oh, yeah, I totally think this is just kind of a... Like they give him the, a little the, bit the here that, and there. That, yeah, and it, and it's just enough to not really prove really anything super significant. It's stuff that like people have already known, but now it's just officially declassified. It's like everybody's always known Area 51 was there, but they just declassified it a couple of years ago. Everybody's always known that UFOs are real and people have seen them. A lot of documentation of UFOs, but it wasn't until last year or th- early this year that it was actually declassified. I mean, I it's am cool s- what he's doing, but... And I think it's an interesting topic. I am surprised that you call them UFOs. Yeah, I, I totally though. think it's for being such what, a, UAPs. There you go. You want me to? You want me to say that? Well, I I, I'm, I'm Tom using UFOs, UFOs because anymore. all of our listeners are stupid. Oh, you may not know. But I'm going. I'm I'm speaking to our listeners. Speaking to the layman. <laughs> yes, exactly. Man of the people. But yeah, no, I, I am a man of the people. All you dullards out there, for sure. Okay, 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 okay. <sighs> okay. No, but you're right. Tom Let, is doing wrap this up Tom is we'll doing more interesting things what? than Blink. Whether or not it's good or not, at least they're more interesting. Yeah, musically too. Yeah, and musically, I think his his music right now is better than what Blink's uh, playing. See, I don't know why you said that because that's not uh, true. It's 100% true. That's not, but that's fine. Move on. 100% true. It's true. 100% it not true. true. It is true. Okay. Anyway, uh, let, yeah, let's move on. So, uh, s- some new shows that are coming up. I'll go with this one first. Jeff put this here, so I'm going to let him lead the way on it. Oh, uh, Friends of David show. What? What is this? Well, did you click on the link? I I clicked on the link, and the only connection I could see was something I might know is Limbeck. Okay. 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 So, okay. 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 So, um, earlier this year, a guy that I met because I went to camp, and he was a counselor there. Not this year. It was a long time ago that I met him. His name was David Delfonso. He passed away this year, earlier this year, and he was in a band called oh, The Color Turning, and he was good friends with um, some guys from Limbeck and all these other bands that were on there. And so just kind of as a, as a, as a thank you to him, they're doing like a benefit show, and all these bands are kind of getting back together. They're not getting back together. Coming together to perform a one-off show in the, at the Troubadour in November, and tickets are pretty cheap, and I... I don't know, man. I would if if I still lived in Cali, I would be very, very interested in going to the show. And his band was called The Color Turning. He was a guitarist, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like I said, this is just kind of a benefit show for a for a dude that was again. I only met him a couple times because he was he was a, a not even a counselor, kind of like staff at the camp that I was mm-hmm. a counselor at, and he was a really cool, dude. Everybody loved him, and so this. I mean, it's, I don't know. He's probably like I don't know forty five. Um, I'm not quite sure on that. I didn't, I didn't press it too much. 
just kind of like people that I went to camp with and and on, that I'm Facebook's friends with would post stuff about it and oh, okay, just sick, I guess. And so yeah, that's yeah. Here it is. I mean, he was only like 45, like super young. And so now, uh, if you're in town, go check out the troops on November's yeah, November seventeenth, eighteen dollars for the show. It's a dope venue and a lot of cool ass bands are going to play. Bad. Yeah, Limbeck are really good. So I, they're one of the bands on the on the bill. So go go check that out. Yeah. So is sure so is the Great Glass Elevator. They're really fucking rad too. Oh, I forgot about them. Rad, rad yeah. band. Did they go to our high school too? Or they just played at like lunch, right? I know for sure they played at lunch. Did they? During our lunch period, but yeah, they did for sure. Some bitch. But I, I don't think they. I don't know. If, I don't think they went to our high school. Okay. But anyway. Anyway, um, let me see here. I just remember. I mean, in, in the downtime, in the downtime, I just remember them. They did a cover of Blink. Uh, Blink's pathetic. It was cool. Uh, Limbeck or oh no, the Great Glass Elevator. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That that's a tough song to cover too. I feel well according with to the, the dueling vocals. According and stuff. to the Nash, that's Blink's best song. That's true. Yeah, after that that two month long poll or however long it took. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of starting a new poll but doing it differently. I, I thought know, you were going to when when it ended. I thought you were just do pick two random songs. I was going. I don't know why you didn't do that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of doing. I, I can go back and do it well, again. Well, then do it today. Why do not? Do it now. Okay, maybe I will. Being a fussy little boy. I just like engaging on every single one okay. of those and, and arguing with everybody on most of those. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, and now there's more songs. I, I kind of wanted to wait. A, yeah, and I also I kind of wanted to wait a little while so people would forget what won last time or they'd be too lazy to go back and look at what won last time. So then I could... I can, what I can do is what I'm thinking of doing. If it's something different from pathetic, I can, I can pit those two against one, one, against one another. And then that will be the final, the true answer to what the best Blink song is. I mean, to be fair, the way you did it was kind of (sighs) not, not really like scientifically correct in, in, in regards to finding the true greatest Blink songs. Okay, so like I said before, the reason why I did it, did it the way I did it was because I wanted to find out what the best song from each album was as well as the best Blink song. So that was the point of doing that. But also you thinking, you saying that we should do just random songs, uh, pit random songs up against one another, it's the same idea because in the end, you'll get like a, a, a Reebok commercial against something else. You True. Know? You would get like Reebok commercial against Always. Versus pathetic, and then yeah, obviously always, always yeah. is going to win. But with your with with your kind of formula, now you now you're putting like powerhouses against each other. So taken from like the self entitled album, you would put like always against like Asthenia, which is like fuck, man. These are both great songs. Now I have yeah, to pick but, one. But but say where normally you would pick say I, always I, I, against Reebok commercial and Asthenia against like fucking I don't even know Toast and Bananas. And like clearly, always and Tosin or always and Asenia are going to move forward to the next round, and then maybe they'll go up against each other. But at least you're weeding out the songs that are just not great. They're good, but just not great. But with your formula, but see, songs just, that aren't great it, going on to the next no. round, and great songs are not going to the next round. 
That's why you had songs like Reebok commercial lasting until like the quarterfinals. Yeah, because we had to figure out what was the best song from Flyswatter. That's what it was. I'm I'm gonna work on that today after after we finish up the pod. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the old the the original Google Doc of all the songs, add all the nine songs, and then start it over today. Okay. Are you really going to do today? Hopefully everybody will engage. Yeah, I'm going to oh, do it today. I've, I'll be the first one to post, baby. <laughs> I think there's one There's one bonus track on 9, isn't there, that we didn't hear because it wasn't released yet? Is there? Was there? I think there might be. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's finish this this up real quick. Okay, so the last thing we have here is uh, another date for the original Misfits was announced on December fourteenth in Philadelphia. Uh, if you don't know the original Misfits on this tour, it's technically not the original Misfits, but uh, it's Glenn Danzig on vocals, Jerry only on bass, Doyle, Von Wolfgang Frankenstein, or Von no Doyle Wolfgang Von Frankenstein. <laughs> on drums, Dave Lombardo, formerly of Slayer, on drums, and AC Slade, formerly of Murder Dolls, and Dope, on guitar. Second guitar. Are they billing so, this as the original Go Misfits? check it out. Yeah. Oh. They have been. Since since Danzig got back, they've been billing it as the original Misfits, hmm. even though it's Doyle was not an original member. Um, well, neither is Dave Lombardo. But, well, yeah, neither is AC, but you only have two original members. But anyway, whatever. Uh, Dropkick Murphys and Agnostic Front are opening up for them. So go check it out if you're interested in seeing this. Seeing Danzig and Jerry only play again, once again. Like I said, it's December 14th in Philadelphia. Go check it out. Play again together as frenemies. So that's about it. So that is it for this spooky, spooky <sighs> episode of Asinine Radio. You get spooked? Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, go listen to our other episode, our Album of the Week episode, our main episode, because we get into the Misfits album, Static Age. So check that out. Let us know what you think. Uh, that's about it. So David Jeffy, 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 David J